You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the armor of God. Uh, Today, since we're talking about the sword of the Spirit, we're going to go to the book of Hebrews instead of Ephesians 6. And we're looking at Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, which says, For the word of God, and and by the way, uh, the Greek word here is logos. This is not rhema. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, meaning that the logos of God is the big sword, and when we speak it, it is the little sword, the spoken word of God. For us, in taking it into battle, it has to be spoken, and that's why we use the rhema of God. But the rhema of God is a sword only because the whole of the word of God is like a sword. The sword of the spirit is the spoken word of God. Whereas logos is the big word, the sum of all that God has said and revealed. Rhema is just a small part of that. And it lives again through the mouth of the believer. Now this uh Two-edged sword uh, is, is something we can learn from here. It, it, it's from a Greek word, distomos, die meaning two, stomos meaning mouth. So literally anything that is two-edged, is, is, it means it has two mouths. And so what we're seeing here is the scriptures teaching us to say what God has said, not what we want to say. We're not resisting in our strength. We're resisting in his strength. We are bringing his strength to bear. Now, I can tell you that the most powerful angel in Scripture is Michael the archangel. There is no doubt. He is so strong that he prevails against Satan and all of the fallen angels, removes them from heaven, and deals with them uh, in dominance. And the Scripture says this in the book of Jude in verse 9, that there was a contention between Michael the archangel and Satan about the body of Moses. And we won't get into all of that, but I want to read this to you about how he responded. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation. In other words, he personally didn't attack him. But he said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, it may not sound like he's quoting scripture, but in effect, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm not using my own words to resist you, I am resisting you with the words of the Lord. It is the Lord who rebukes you, not me. It is the Lord. And so that's what you're doing when you speak the word of God. It's In other words, it's, it, you're saying the Lord rebuke you when you speak the scriptures. But it's better, I think, for you to use very specific scriptures about what it is that you're facing. That's exactly what Jesus did. And that's why we want to familiarize ourselves with the Word of God so that we can have scriptures that the Holy Spirit can work with. He will bring those back to your remembrance. Now, uh, I want you to look at this. This is fascinating to me. This is the resurrected Christ, and we see what he does 
And um, this is in all of his power and all of his glory now that he's resurrected. But listen to what the scripture says about him, Revelation 1.16. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, Revelation 2.12. These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword, Revelation 19.15. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. Wow. Do you see this? That even in all of his resurrection power, even though Jesus is now full of the power of God and has the glory of God all around him, he is still using the spoken word to resist the enemy. That's what we see. Still a sword coming out of his mouth. So he is not just waving his hand like some magic wand or pointing and this happens or that happens. Uh, you've seen too many cartoons and fairy tale stories if you're doing that. That's not what we do. And, and none of the stuff that we do in resisting the devil is like a magic wand, but it works. And it works like God's word works. Sometimes it takes a while for God's word to be fully manifested, but it does work. And that's how Christ uses his weapons. Now, you have to learn to put the word in your heart, not, not just memorize it, but you memorize it. But what will happen is you'll start seeing it. And I think one of the best things to do, and I, I, you'll probably hear me teach this a, a dozen times a year, Pray for yourself the prayer that Paul prayed in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, that God would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. What will happen is the Holy Spirit will make you to see things in the Word you've never seen before. You, you'll be reading your Bible. You say, I've read this 50 times. I've never seen that. And that will happen over and over again. But pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And you can find this. Go to your Bible now and mark it down. Get a piece of paper. Pause this and write this down. It's too important to miss. Go to Ephesians 1.15 and go all the way to the end of the chapter. That is a prayer. Start praying that prayer. It's a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. You can't write a better prayer for yourself. This is a prayer that the Holy Spirit gave to Paul to pray for the churches. You're a part of the church. You can pray this as an individual. You ought to pray this as an individual. It will cause the word of God to become very clear to you. You'll understand it so much better. Now you will have an arsenal of scriptures and the word will begin to find root in your heart. You know, when you first begin to walk with God, you have a lot of copycat faith. You say things that you've heard other people say, and there's nothing wrong with that. And God permits that for a season. But after a while, he expects you to develop your own confidence, your own faith. And uh, the word has to find root in your heart. Listen to what Romans 10 and 8 says. But what does the scripture say? What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That's what it takes for the word to become effective. It has to be in your heart and also in your mouth. Now, when you give your undivided attention to the word of God, and sometimes it's hard to do. There are a number of times when I'll sit down to read the word, and my mind is not the least bit interested, or I've got something else going on, or I'm under some kind of duress. 
I'm facing some kind of a challenge and my mind doesn't want to go there. I have learned there is a way to completely harness it. And that is I begin to speak the word of God out loud. As I'm reading whatever passage of scripture, I will read it to myself out loud. And it doesn't take, but just really a matter of seconds. And my mind is completely redirected toward that scripture. And that's the way God made you to be. The word is in your heart, but it's also in your mouth. And if you want to put it in your heart, you put it in your mouth. That's how you get it there. And you read it and your own ears hear it. I believe in Romans 10, 17, where the scripture says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe the most important application of that is when you hear your own mouth speaking the word of God with your ears. Now, it, you can get faith from hearing other people preach it, but listen to me. There's something that happens when you hear your own voice speaking the word of God. I think it's a powerful, powerful thing. Now, give your attention, undivided attention to the word of God. Since the spoken word that we use gets its power from the written word, you need to familiarize yourself with scriptures. I can tell you this, that so much of the time when the Holy Spirit brings me back a scripture, it is imprinted in my mind based upon where I saw it on a page. That's why I have a study Bible. And I think it's wonderful that today you can read scripture with your phone. You can even mark and file things and so forth. But there's something about having a print Bible and I would get colored markers and pencils and I would mark things. And, and I love a reference Bible. I love the Bible has the little notes where that I can go to the margin and it will tell me where this verse came from in the Old Testament. I can go back and read it there. Uh, you, you know, so much of the time you get a better look and feel for what a scripture is saying by walking around the house. And what I mean is you look at other sides and we interpret scripture with scripture. That's called rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, scriptures take on more meaning when we see other sides or faces of them. And, and so uh, that only comes by studying the word of God. And that's why you need to study Bible. And uh, I, I would get that. And if you're afraid to mark in it, then, and, and, and don't mess up your old family Bible. Uh, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you did. But, but get a study Bible that, that you feel good about putting marks in and that you can write things down. And man, my Bible is all marked up. That, uh, Brother John Osteen was riding on a plane and he had colored pens out and felt tip markers and he was marking all these things the, <laughs> in the scripture. And the guy who was riding next to him on the plane says, uh, sir, if you don't mind me asking, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm marking the good stuff. He said, the whole Bible's marked up. He said, it's all good. And uh, that's a great way to think about it. It's all good. And so there will come a time when your Bible will be marked up and uh, take it to church with you, mark things down, uh, read it in this podcast, mark things down, make note of it. And you'll be amazed at how when you come into a time of battle, the Holy Spirit will remind you of a scripture and the mental image that you'll have will be where you saw it on the page. And I think that's so very important. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow and see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. 
Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.